and welcome back to the JoyClicks Gamescast. This is episode 48. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined by the cozy conductor, Kevin Diaz. How are we doing? What's going on? What's happening? I'm doing all right, Kevin. It's starting to snow again here right now. Ah, uh, I I saw you didn't, um, you didn't, um, what's it called? Look, re- at least respond to the image I put in oh, our right. uh, group chat, you know, where uh, it is, it's looking lovely here in Phoenix, you know, got a nice 81 degree weather out here, yeah. you know, sun's out, not a, not a, not a snow in sight, not a mm-hmm. snow in sight, but uh, I know the same cannot be said for you. Yeah, we got hit with a big storm and it's just starting up again. So I hope this isn't big because then I'll have to shovel more and take away my game time. That's I've been using pretty much uh, a lot lately for some catch up on some things, which we will get to. Um, but this is the JoyClicks Gamescast. Every week, you and I we get together, we talk about some stuff about games. Uh, this episode, we will be talking about the latest news about Borderlands and Gearbox being swept into the THQ Nordic family. Uh, later in the show, we'll go over some sales figures for Miles Morales and the PS5 uh, launch and see. Uh, what we think it could mean for a Spider-Man follow-up or more games like Miles in the future. But before all that, uh, patch notes. If you missed anything this week, Kevin and I did a breakout video on youtube.com slash joyclicks going over the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the trailer, the news dump. Uh, We did like a 20-minute discussion, so if you want to get caught up on everything, uh, in addition to the date, which is May 14th, we got a nice little breakdown there. Kevin, have you thought anything else about Mass Effect since we had that talk? Like, is are you feeling the hype? Or, like, can you not wait? Like, or are you prepared to push it off or something? Like, what are you thinking? Um, no, I'm not. I what I'm most looking forward to is is having that be the summer mm-hmm. of 2021. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what I'm I'm really down for. Also, I was hearing a lot more because. I've known about Mass Effect, obviously, right? But I haven't looked too deeply into it just because I know I'm going to play it eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about how, you know, Mass Effect at its core is about the relationships you build throughout the characters and the overall narrative, Mm -hmm. right? And, And, you know, that is also next to its great combat that i've heard from mass effect 2 and 3 not so much the first one uh but that's being alleviated here with the legendary edition but i think hearing that it's centered around the dynamics of your crew i guess they are or or your comrades or whatever or Mm -hmm. the overall other characters in the story uh is really speaking to me you know Mm -hmm. so i think that i think i'm i think it's gonna be good you know definitely i think it's gonna be good killer soundtrack to you lots of synth it's very good. Oh, synth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I did. Okay. Like, if, okay. You, if you think of synth and spacey, that is, like, right. the Mass Effect music. That is, like, the main menu theme. It's it's fantastic. It's very, very good. Love but, to see it. Um, love to see it. Why don't we talk a little bit about the games we've played over the past week? Um, I got a quick one because I, I did some cleanup in two games. Um, I, I got some trophies out of the way towards the Platinum in Resident Evil 2 and Bloodborne. Ah, you went to Bloodborne. Yes. We can okay. talk about Bloodborne first. So, 
last night, um, I, I was planning on doing Halo for like my playthrough stream uh, at the end of January and into the beginning of this month. Technical issues right. came up with it, so I'm, I'm pushing that until I can get it into be a, a better state. Okay. Um, and Monday I did a run of RE2, and I was like, okay, Tuesday, we'll see what we do. Um, chat was like, just try the final boss on Bloodborne, because I already got one of the endings. Mm -hmm. And one of the endings in Bloodborne is submitting to the final boss, and you get a cutscene. That's the ending I got. Okay. The second Maybe. ending is fighting this character and defeating them, um, which I was struggling with very very hard i i dropped it after i beat it originally i was like i can't do this it's too hard it's too hard um and the third ending is beating the final boss um with like a modifier of an item in your inventory and then a second boss shows up after the final boss and then you have to beat that one too um it's a hard pass yes well what it's happened hard. was <laughs> i did a few attempts right Okay. This, uh, I did a few attempts on this final boss. Music incredible. Um, I it was actually one of our top five bosses I think on um, uh, once in a generation last year. But it's it's such a good boss because it's very on par with you, but the character you're fighting is much more advanced. And I think I put like five attempts in failed went to go grind some health items went back uh and then finally i finally killed him after a year of being like it's too hard i can't do it okay. so that was exhilarating uh i felt like a god and then the chat was like oh uh do an attempt on the next one like try it because the thing is i'd have to download my save from the cloud before i encountered him right so i could do the modifier and then do it again so i killed him downloaded the save like nothing ever happened went in again killed him back to back kevin after okay. after a year of just okay. being impossible there and we go king again felt like a god and then uh final boss like final final boss showed up and uh died a couple times but like after three th three or four attempts i was able to kill it so i got the all three endings for bloodborne so congratulations you did what i'm not even going to attempt mm -hmm. um no that, that's not I, I can tell you right now yes you know um even if a hypothetical bloodborne ps5 patch comes out you know and i do make good on that you know really really questionable tweet that I put up dedicating myself to a stream series uh, in the year 2021. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing a platinum. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, say that. That's, that's, that's not, I don't care how much I like, you know what? I mean, if I adore Bloodborne, I reserve the right to amend that, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say like a 90% chance. I don't platinum it, mm -hmm. but good for you, my man. Thank good, you. Good for you. We love some elite gaming strats. We really do. And speaking of that, uh, Sunday and Monday, I beat Resident Evil 2 twice. Just Is there two it. different endings or, or uh, something? No, like I just, I just ran through it again. Fun. Uh, I ran through it again. Um, uh, my best time was an hour and 59 minutes to get through Claire's campaign. Um, and 
I was able to get three trophies because there's three specific trophies you need to get through for, again for the platinum. One is beating the game without using a healing item. Mm. Uh, so no herbs, no sprays, nothing. You just have to play well. Um, one is beating the game, taking 14,000 or fewer steps. And then another trophy was um, beating the game without opening the item box. So that is, those are weird. I mean, the 14,000 steps. Yeah, th like that one, that one wasn't that bad because I just followed a guide. So I guess you're like not incentivized to like explore that much? Yeah, because is the that more, the challenge? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, because the more you play Resident Evil Two, the more you learn that map and the path you're supposed to take. So like, it's a, it's an idea of hey, learn the path, be good about it, and don't don't get lost. Essentially. Okay. So, um, that makes sense. got both of those. Uh, so I only have four trophies left. I have to beat Leon on hardcore. I have to get an S rank with Leon. Mm -hmm. Same goes for Claire. And then I just have to get all the raccoon bobbleheads, and uh, then I got the platinum. So, get it's it, bro. It's get close. It, bro. It's close. This is this is RE2 OG, not the remake, right? Another remake. Oh, it is the remake. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Fourteen thousand steps. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. A, it, I interesting. I really really want you to get to Claire's campaign at some point. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I mean, I, I gotta rebuy RE2 remake, <laughs> which is not a problem. It's on, it's know? on sale right now, actually, digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fifteen I, bucks. You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. I streamed RE7 during October, mm -hmm. right? A nice little October vibe going on. I'm playing RE8 on launch, so I'm not gonna wait till October for that. Right. Let's say I do a clay run for October. Sure. You know, come back to a classic. Mm -hmm. You know, well, quote unquote, it's classic. Oh, RE2 is a classic. RE2 remake, I don't know if it's a classic yet, but I I feel like it might be in the future. But oh, I agree. But what you don't yeah, want to yeah. you don't want to do your Bloodborne playthrough in October? Shit! Damn it, there's that. Mm -hmm. Claire's run is short. I replayed RE2. That might be like a one a one two stream type thing. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That might that might that might that might fly by. So that might be like an early October type thing, you know. Yeah, maybe a late September. Yeah, get the spooky vibes going, you know. It's definitely achievable, and actually, I think um, the events of RE two and three, I think, take place in September. I could be wrong on that, but ah, so there you okay, go. Okay. Um, Man, Bloodborne all October would be a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that would that would that make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, why did I? Why did I? <laughs> Kevin, why? you're gonna like it. That's the thing. You like difficult games, and you like Fallen Order's combat, and you like God of War 2018. All these things I pull do. from Souls. I do. But like, I didn't like Bloodborne. I don't know what's going on. I just didn't like it. You know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm. I, this will be my last college try on it. Mm -hmm. If it if it doesn't grab me, even though I did dedicate it to a whole stream series mm -hmm. i'm calling it because see it. i really i think the thing is you have to at least beat one boss before you pass judgment on it that is true i i i, I never technically did i think i got to a boss mm -hmm. 
yeah i think i got to a boss for sure mm -hmm. but you know yeah i don't think i uh was successful at all for sure but mm -hmm. i mean because you know i hear that it's i like a tactile gameplay where like it's and it and it and it seems like bloodborne may have that mm -hmm. you know so that's going for it um there was there was there was something else i forgot but I don't good know. music very good music but mm -hmm. we'll see we'll um see. what has been on your plate for the past week though a few things let's start with what i couldn't talk about last week i played this last week uh reviews are up on borderline entertainment and playstation source uh habroxia 2 this is uh lily mo games next game uh of course um you know recent well what got them on my radar specifically um colin moriarty is now a um i guess more than a majority stake owner in the studio i guess he's a co-owner i guess at that point as well um but hybroxia 2 it's a uh you know 2d arcade shooter out right now on all platforms i believe also pc as well but specifically it's on vita of course you know you gotta play it on vita if you can you know uh but it's on ps4 i played it backwards compatible on ps5 and um it's a great game it's it's a really really fun game it you know the the overall thesis of my review was that it's the rezo gun of of ps5 right it's the rezo gun that we never got at launch um for the ps5 and i think that it is a very very fun game that is in a similar vein as that you know it it poses like really cool um different levels that have really unique and interesting ways that they place different enemies and it really makes you think about which weapons you're using they expand the arsenal to you know from the first game you now have um you know technically three different weapons you have your primary fire with your right stick you have l1 for your front weapon that you can change to be whatever you want and your back weapon as well with r1 to be whatever you want right so if you're looking at it from like a 2d plane l1 is a forward right r1's behind and um it's 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 really really fun man it's it's a really fun small game not super long maybe like six hours to be 10 hours to platinum i'm probably gonna platinum it i'm at like 80 percent for nice. the trophies i'm probably gonna platinum it um it's a great little game man for real for real. it's a really good game 10 bucks you can't beat that price you know i think it's well worth that ten dollars for sure mm -hmm. um and it's really really cool it's a really really fun game i really liked it um i thought it you know specifically why i think it was such a success in my eyes was that you know from the first hybroxia to the second one um i feel like they really paid, paid attention to what they want to adapt and what they want to enhance with the second game and that being its core gameplay right while they could have done like a different art style they could have you know bolstered the graphics or whatever or like made it look different or change the overall gameplay um to you know in theory spruce it up a bit or make it different but i think at that point it wouldn't be hybroxia right i think the developers know like what hybroxia is mm -hmm. and they you know, really doubled down on what made Habroxia great and made a better product with Habroxia 2, for sure. So, I really like it. You know, really, really like it. And I understand, like, if it's not, you know, it, it's not the fanciest thing to play on your PlayStation 5, right? Like, it's definitely not, you know? Right. But um, 
from a core gameplay standpoint, I think it's great. And then I think it's worth everyone's time for sure. Nice. Really, 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 really enjoyed it. Definitely, cool. definitely good stuff. And also, I should have prefaced at the top, I was provided a review copy. So just to put that out there as well. Very nice. But uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely nice. enjoyed it. I um, Indeed. I appreciate a good small game, you know, one that you can just beat in like a sitting or two. Um, and <laughs> I already, technically for me, that one of those types of games is RE2 at this point. But um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, another game I picked up and ran through is a King's Tale Final Fantasy 15. What? Wait, a King's Tale? Yes. So basically, elaborate. Final Fantasy 15, I love. And the world of Final Fantasy 15 was something that Square had high ambitions for. They were like, we made a movie, we made an anime. We're going to have like years of DLC expanding on the story of this game. Eventually got canceled. They turned it into a book instead. One of the things that did release was a sort of prequel game called A King's Tale Final Fantasy XV. And it like it took me maybe like 90 minutes to beat it. But basically what it is, is um, in the world of Final Fantasy XV, you play as Noctis, who is the prince of this kingdom. Your father's the king and okay. it's a really interesting charming game um it's free so uh I'm, I'm thinking of maybe kicking off a final fantasy 15 replay soon so i was like i want to experience everything all the dlc all the spin-off things whatever and this is canonically first so the the concept of it is that it's a 2d beat-em-up where you play as a younger version of the king and the narrative of the story you're going through is the king telling a young noctis a bedtime story about his adventures as a younger king so okay. like it's bookended like chapters are bookended with like noctis in his bed he's probably like 10 years old and the king is sitting with a storybook and he's like uh oh uh, do you want the story and noctis is like oh no make one up just do like one i'm, I'm tired of all the old ones so he's making up a fake story that takes place in his own history, inspired by his own friends and other characters who are in 15. And it's like a half-canon thing, you know, because it's like it's him making up a bedtime story. But it was really fun. It was like a charming little tour through the world of Final Fantasy 15 with the, the creatures, the, the enemies. Uh, all of them were sort of, like they were in line with what you see in 15. Um, one of the stages is called like the cave the cave of nostal i think and i was like oh nostal nostalgia and in the cave there's a bunch of like classic final fantasy enemies and the rest oh, of the game cool. is more realistic it, cool. that was really fun that's um cool. like there were little cactuars everywhere uh you know like the um i'm blank on the name the uh the little green guy with the knife the short, it, it, like, Yoda height. He's got a hood on and a lantern. He's got a knife. Yes. Okay, um, I know the I, I know the lantern thing. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so there are, like, some of them in there. It's it's a really, really fun game. Uh, it was a nice refresher on what Final Fantasy XV's world is like. Very, very different from the main game. But um, it, it was a, a nice little evening game to get through. So I had fun with that. It's free? Yeah. Huh. Why haven't I heard of that? Wait, is on. Wait, did you play on PS4? Yeah, I played on PS4. 
I, I'm it go check it out. Yeah, it okay. should be on everything. Like right. gameplay wise, it's kind of button mashy. You do have some combos you can earn uh, and learn. Um, as every this is like four chapters, I think. Um, and each chapter gives you a super basically, uh, where you can summon one of your companions. Like uh, you have like the king's hand as one of them. Uh, the leader of the king's warriors, um, Sid. You know, Final Fantasy always has a Sid. Um, so it, it, it's a really fun, cute, not so serious um, tour, I guess, through the mainly the relationship of the king and Noctis, which I think is what I took away from it. But gameplay wise, it's fun. You can beat it in a night. So that dude, I want to check it out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, I, I did not know that even existed. I I had no idea that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And we've always kicked around like you know the the real i think test mm-hmm. to if i can call myself like a, a person that likes final fantasy mm-hmm. or i just like final fantasy 7 right is i'm either playing 16 or maybe before that i'm jumping into 15 right you know mm-hmm. like we're we're going to see because ff7 i adore that's that's already that's already a fact mm-hmm. but do I like Final Fantasy as a whole? We'll we'll have to see. But I'm I'm done to check it out, even though it's not like what Final Fantasy is from a gameplay perspective. But mm-hmm. at least like the 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 world of fifteen, I could get into it via this game. That's cool, man. That's cool. I did not know that existed. That's cool. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm it's worth checking out. Um, and I, I'm think I really I think I might do fifteen. This whole journey through fifteen before um major releases start hitting so i might get to it soon but the first three things are the beat-em-up the prologue in actual 15 and then a movie so there's a lot of stuff to consume with the whole story for 15 which i think is, is the prologue sorry but go ahead i was just gonna say i think it's neat i know a lot of people were like i don't want to have to watch a movie to understand the story of a game but like <laughs> i really like the world of 15 so like having all this extra stuff uh that i haven't seen yet is exciting to me so yeah no yeah like i thought advent children was like a really cool concept yeah you know yeah i'm like hey like you know yeah would have been cool if it was a game sure but like at least we got that story exactly of what happens after ff7 and all that and Mm -hmm. how it may or may not connect to current stuff you know what i'm saying um but uh yeah also, yeah. I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm used to this. So, like, <laughs> you want me to play a mobile game? You want me to watch a movie? Sure, go for it. But um, were you going to say something uh, in relation to the prologue? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that um, attached to FF15, like, the game itself? Or is it a separate mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, so the prologue is basically Noctis' training. Because 15's concept is a road trip. Right. It's, like, a 10-year road trip. Um and holy shit it takes 10 years there's some there's some time that passes yes um oh fuck that's dope that is uh, really cool but Damn. everything I everything in the prologue is noctis before he leaves with his friends um on the road trip so they leave then you watch the movie that's what i have in store it is a prologue like a separate download or no, is it's, it in the beginning it's, of it's the beginning of 15. It's basically okay, like, cool. here's how you play the game. Here's combat. Here's traversal. Um, and they, then they leave the kingdom. And then is when you're supposed to watch the movie. So. Ah, okay. Because the, the so movie takes... The prologue, mm-hmm. You don't continue 
watch the movie first and then go back? Yes. Okay. Because the movie is cool. the okay. perspective of the king and the kingdom after Noctis leaves for like whatever arc happens before things begin to progress in the actual game. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, consider me sold. Yeah, and it's worth noting when I played 15 when it came out, I never finished all of it because I was waiting for the royal update, but um, 15's story, I think, even without the film, makes sense. Like, there's a thing that happens that is probably the end result of the movie, and it's like, oh, yes, this is a narrative beat that we're continuing on in the game. So, like, it, you can do all this without having to consume the extra stuff, but I'm excited to go through all of it. Right, right. Wait, did you buy Royal or no? I did, yeah. It was, the DLC was on sale, um... Dude, I bet you could have used your app to get it through the Plus collection. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, yeah. I Because it's a yeah. PS4 game. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. I, I think the in the collection, the Royal Edition is the, the version of 15. Yeah, yeah, it so. is, it is. At, at first it wasn't, then they updated it later on. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know there was at least one other thing you wanted to talk about. Involving some cars, because 15 also has a car. Ah, ah, yes. Vehicles, cars, combat. Yes. They both share combat. Destruction All-Stars. All right. Now, um, I think up front, I should say, that uh, there are tweets on the PS Source Twitter account. And probably tweets on my personal account, too. Um, I was skeptical and a bit concerned about this game. Right. Um, definitely, it was shown prominently before it was announced for PS Plus. Um, when it was going to be $70 at launch mm -hmm. for PS5, um, which we will wrap around to that overall. But uh, let me just lay it out there. You know, I I definitely was, uh, you know, skeptical and questionable if this game was going to be worth $70, right? It comes out PS Plus right now. You can download it if you have a PS5. If you don't have a PS5 yet, you can redeem it on your account, add it to your library, all the good stuff as well. Um I played, I think, like three and a half hours on stream. And then for another like hour and a half afterwards last night, um, just like getting more used to and everything. And it's fun, right, Christian? Like, like it is fun, right? It's not it's it's definitely not $70 fun, right? And um obviously we don't have to really have that discussion because it's not $70. It right. won't be for two months straight. Right. So you got to imagine that hopefully everyone that's interested in this game added to the library during this two month period. So no one has to, you know, make that reality of buying this game. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, like, I, I think it's a really fun game. Honestly, like at first I was a little bit about it, but like there's 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 something there when you use an ability or when you know, you get a good hit, like the feedback is super satisfying, right? Even from like a haptic feedback PS5 controller standpoint, but like um, it, it like has like a really, it has a, it has a satisfying feel to it, okay. but how do I even phrase this? Like, it's not like, <laughs> like it feels like, 95% polished, I guess is what I'm aiming at, right? Like, you still get, like, a little hint of, like, you could construe it as jank, sure, 
but like I don't think it feels as janky as like really calling it jank okay. type of feeling. You know what I'm saying? But like I still think that there is fun to be had there. Um, you of course have the main four multiplayer modes, mayhem. Uh, oh, am I gonna name off these by heart? Kev, uh, we're not gonna do that. There's four main ones. Uh, mayhem is like the main mode where it's just it's just free for all. Mm-hmm. You're hitting and wrecking to get points and all that. Um, ooh, one thing in combat, right? So like when you're in the arena, there's a, of course you dump into cars and you do that whole thing. Um, what I think is really weird that they did a state of play, right? And I feel like they did a really bad job explaining the actual in-game things that you're doing. Because what it is is that yeah, you have a bunch of different... It's a really bad explanation. Like, But I'm explaining it right now, and it's okay. going to make perfect sense. And I wish they just explained it like this. And I wish I knew this this what it was, right? You go into an arena. There's a bunch of different regular cars, right? These regular cars can be three different cards. cars. It's a sedan that's pretty much your average car, fast. It's good, all good, right? Like your classic sedan four door. Then you have a hatchback, which is which is uh, some which is a car that isn't as fast, but is very is very movable. Like okay. it can do tight tight turns and stuff like that, and it can and it's really good at evading and stuff like that. Even though it doesn't hit as good. Mm-hmm. Then there's the big trucks and the big SUVs that obviously very very slow movement heavy hitting vehicles that do a lot of damage, right? right? Those are what you have, right? You then have a character ability that you can only use on foot. And these are really useful because a lot of them drop like mines on the arena as you're running so that cars that run over it can do damage. Um, there's other aspects like that too. There's some where um, if a car hits you, It'll do damage, even though it's not supposed to. But if you pop your ability, you'll do damage to a car if it hits you and all that. Like they're they're actually really useful um, from that standpoint. What it is, and what I was like, why didn't you just say this? Is that the characters' vehicles mm-hmm. are special vehicles that are on a timer that you get access to as you do points and as you do things throughout a given match. Okay. Right. So you can call in one of your cars as if like it literally looks like you're calling in a Titan in a Titanfall. That's exactly what it is. So you call in your special vehicle, which has a really cool ability. Like it can um there's there's one really good one where uh uh it has like blades on the car. So you do a ton of damage, like essentially like a one hit kill mm-hmm. to cars upon hitting. There's some where you um go invisible, there's some where you do like an area of effect wave attack to hit multiple cars around you. Um, and I wish that they just explained it that way. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought that you had your one car for the most part and that mm-hmm. you could always call in that car. But once you play it, it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Right. Um, so I just feel that they did a really poor job at like explaining what this game is. Yeah. Right. Like I, it was yeah, because that that state of play left us with like I feel low key more questions than answers. Um, there are really cool side stuff too called challenge series, which um, a little bit controversial, I think, because if this game was going to be seventy dollars, were these challenge series that expand story lightly, 
Mm -hmm. um, and to give a little lore, these are paid things that you, you have to buy. The first one is free. And I bought the second one. I haven't played it yet. But the second one was like, I think it worked out to you can buy 500 destruction points from from the no 500 destruction points from the store that costs five dollars mm -hmm. and the challenge series pack is like 200 okay so it's like two dollars in essence mm -hmm. um but you gotta spend five to do that whatever right. um but um those are those are honestly pretty fun and i feel like they do a good job at like kind of getting you warmed up for online matches um there's a lot of really cool stuff where there's like time trials where like you gotta um you know pick up something and go through a different set courses in a time limit kind of helps you be better at maneuvering your vehicle and better at um just feeling out cars in the game and everything mm -hmm. but so, yeah go ahead what i know i said a lot there but go ahead yeah. what do you think is like the main because you said it's fun and i think that's the most important thing with a free game yeah like yeah if you want to maintain a base like make sure it's fun like that right. is the core thing um, the second thing, which is very, very big also, is making sure there's stuff to do. Um, is there, a, like, a draw for progression? Because I know you've talked about having your cars and abilities and stuff, but, like, is there, not necessarily a skill tree, but is, is there a feeling of progression at all outside of just, like, having a loadout and going through match after match after match because like even something like a cod that is multiplayer focused there is progression there with unlocking things yeah. but what what's that like is like is that <laughs> enough do you think is there progression like what's up yeah not not necessarily <laughs> okay uh there there is a there is a rank up system okay right and you get um more all-star points or coins i think it's all-star coins mm -hmm. um which you can use on cosmetics okay in the game which is cool, right? We love cosmetic only microtransactions. We don't like when it changes gameplay and everything. Um, but yeah, like aside from that, I don't think you get anything else beyond that. No you know what I'm saying? Or anything really? Nothing like that? Nah, nah. Interesting. Nah. And they and they did say that they are rolling out more 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 modes more characters and all that post launch they okay. have said that they are going to roll out and you know they have plans for it um but yeah but like i will say you know bottom line like i will emphasize that like the game is definitely fun like it it feels a lot like a hey jump into a quick game just you know have some fun play a few games and get off you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it 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 does accomplish itself really really well in that standpoint that um i think ultimately like it'll be a really cool like wind down game if you're playing something like really competitive or something serious you know just to go back and just have a chill destruction all-stars match mm -hmm. um and um yeah i mean i i i think there is something there it's not i wasn't expecting it to be bad but i wasn't expecting to like it that much to mm -hmm. be honest but the 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 more I'm playing it, the more I'm getting a feel for it, the more I'm actually liking it, mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. Like it is satisfying to wreck someone in the game. Like that does feel great, mm -hmm. and it makes you feel super cool. The one thing I do gotta knock on it: when you're on foot and you're doing traversal through the arena, mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good. Okay, that one doesn't feel good. And 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 like, obviously, you know, 
in this game you're gonna want to be in a car right right but yeah the the on foot stuff like it they make it seem like it's viable i haven't found it to be viable at all like yeah. it feels like you're just you know trying to get into another vehicle mm -hmm. you know which like i guess like it is what it is but um yeah it's, it's 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 not the most viable thing to like only be on foot in a match but overall it is fun it is fun you know so um by the end of this year mark my words there will be skins and vehicles associated with each of these characters sweet tooth yeah because duh and kratos yeah yes yeah. If, people like, were saying on a chariot car or something like that i don't know yeah people were saying on the timeline like they want characters like playstation characters in there mm -hmm. and i don't know if we get that but i do think skins and like different you know emotes of playstation games and stuff like that would definitely make it in but i don't know about characters themselves yeah because you know? like twisted metal is a like sweet tooth i'd say has like an iconic look to him you know i was never a twisted metal fan but i can i see sweet tooth i know it's sweet tooth so like right yeah um Killzone guy, Sweet Tooth, Kratos, Ratchet, Jack, like throw all them in there as skins with like different cars. Like that feels like it's an easy way to give that game an extra boost. So throw in Deacon St. John with his uh with his with his Harley, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's do it. Put some motorcycles in there. Why not? Was it a shadow thing? Was All Stars in the title truly all along, just making this a sequel to PlayStation All Stars? Is that the future for this game? Honestly. Christian, honestly, yeah. if they got if they got rid of all the all stars, yeah, and put PlayStation characters in there, I think it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think it would have worked. Put in Crash, fuck it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I wouldn't rule that. I think out yet. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I, I honestly, damn, that would have worked really well. That would have worked really well. But the all stars are pretty cool as well. We haven't talked about them, but like, um, they're really diverse mm -hmm. in hair types ethnic types stuff like that mm -hmm. age differences like sure. like they're 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 a nice band of but it is you know a bit of a fortnite aesthetic yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. it is what it is but there's something there mm -hmm. that i'm at least interested i woke up this morning and was like damn i kind of want to play some more destruction sure. you know so well. that's that has to mean something mm -hmm. has to mean something you know i'm sure it does so uh well you hear about this um about what? thq nordic is the way i'll be referring to them because it's technically not them it's the parent company owner but like for all intents and purposes the thing right beneath uh the title of this company is thq nordic like thq nordic has holds over all these things including thq um and a bunch of other subsidiaries uh recently as of this recording yesterday uh by the time you're listening to this beginning of the week basically uh thq nordic has acquired gearbox gearbox uh most notable for hits like godfall and battleborn <laughs> don't do that don't don't gearbox published godfall don't don't even do this <laughs> um borderlands there it's the borderlands team there yeah. we go there we go also um we also don't bring up that much battleborn um yes we also don't bring up that much but yes also uh they have been purchased previously uh gearbox had been working beneath 2k for the longest time since uh 
to my knowledge, since Borderlands 1, 2K has been publishing Borderlands uh, for Gearbox. Uh, Borderlands 3 shipped in 2019 at this point. Um, Indeed. You are the bigger Borderlands fan, because I liked what I played of 2. It was like 10 hours, maybe. And then I played Tales and loved it. But other than that, I have some, like... I don't really vibe with Borderlands. So how how are you taking this news? So here's the thing, right? Yeah. We had a conversation before we recorded, right? I feel um a little bit anxious, right? Because I'm not sure what this means for the, for the future of Borderlands. And like you made the completely valid point that like Kev, Borderlands is the gearbox game, right? Yeah. Like that's obviously going to be safe, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time like why I express a little bit of like hesitance there is that Borderlands Three wasn't like a huge pop, you right. know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm like sure it sold fine, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm, like I'm sure it sold fine and everything was all good from that standpoint. But I know it wasn't like the really big pop that I think Gearbox wanted it to be, you know, with yeah. it making a return um, and seeing so many other devs try to pull off what what they pull off as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um. So that's why I'm like, oh man, like, you know, oof. So hopefully they still, you know, see that Borderlands is viable, but mm -hmm. no. um, via NPD for 2019, um, top selling 10, top selling 10 games, 10 top best selling games of 2019. Uh, Borderlands 3 was number four, uh, only being beaten by Madden 20, NBA 2K20, and Modern Warfare 2019. So, um, I believe you when you say these things about Borderlands because Crystal Dynamics, Avengers, Marvel, like Mar Marvel's Avengers was like the second best debut for a superhero game ever. And then Square's out here like, yeah, big disappointment sales wise. It's like, what are your expectations at this point? So like Borderlands is such a like beloved series because its fans are super like hardcore fans and i know on a critic side borderlands 3 was kind of taken down because it was like more borderlands 2 basically yeah. and like not really building off that just giving more of that and i like i can see being disappointed with that but in terms of thq nordic i really i don't see a world where um they look at the ip they currently own and decide to ice Borderlands because they're like second and third biggest IPs I think that they have ownership over are like Spongebob and that's like a partnership <laughs> license thing and yeah. Darksiders and Darksiders has never been able to touch something like a Borderlands you know so I think I would personally I got no stake in this but I would say Borderlands is probably safe and you're probably going to get a Borderlands 4 or, like, a sequel to Borderlands way sooner than you would have otherwise. Because, like, I know you got, like, pre-sequel between 2 and 3, but, like, what was it? Almost, like, 10 years? It was, like, 7 years between Borderlands 2 and 3, right? Um, Borderlands 2, I think it was, like, 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. I think 2012 sounds more right. And then, yeah, yeah 2019, so. So, like, 7, 8 years, like, nearly a decade at that point, yeah. And, like, um, definitely... Uh, pre-sequel you know it was good but like you know it, mm -hmm. it was no like it wasn't even the step that we saw from borderlands 2 to 3 right you know, it was just 
even more Borderlands 2 than what Borderlands 3 was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, and it was a different dev too, I believe. I believe, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a different dev or something like that. There was some weird thing with that pre-sequel thing. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I probably got nothing to worry about. Um, we, we probably hopefully are going to get another Borderlands game. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like it does sell. So it's yeah. not like there's an issue with it not selling. Like it definitely does sell. Um, but I just hope we do. Yeah, like yeah. really if anything i see this i saw it right the other day and i was like oh more like more more borderlands is happening not less because like i yeah. think thq nordic is probably hungry for an ip like that like they tried it with darksiders they made darksiders 3 they did uh genesis the spinoff and like i think darksiders 3 didn't perform well at all uh and i think they're still working on a fourth so like thq Damn. nordic is such a big company that i really don't think something that's already successful going into this is anything to worry about my big question though is randy pitchford involved with gearbox or 2k <laughs> i'm not familiar I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he's gearbox i'm pretty right. sure well i'm pretty sure yeah i know he's a yeah he's a he's an interesting fellow <laughs> he's a yeah yeah, yeah he's a He's a guy, I suppose. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah. We'll see what becomes of that. Uh, Borderlands, I'm. It, regardless of if we get a game soon, it's not going away anytime soon. Like, I could see after Wolf Among Us 2, Telltale getting a sequel. I could see the movie is progressing along. So, like, I think Borderlands is at least safe for probably one more big game. And if it repeats the flop of three that some people at 2k thought it was then like well well i think you're you should be more worried then like i think they have at least one more shot for a right, big right big drop but. good point good point good point um speaking of continuing chances it's time for pots 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 sales success kevin yes do you know what the best selling ps5 launch game was i do I think it's also not um, the hardest thing to guess as well, mm-hmm. uh, given the launch window. I mean, given the launch titles, you know what I'm saying? Um, it is, of course, Spider-Man Miles Morales. You are wrong, sir. Oh. It's Astro's Playroom. <laughs> I saw, damn it. I, I saw <laughs> that tweet. I saw that tweet. Yeah. I should have known. No, I, but I should have known. In terms of like launch games not being shipped, yes, you are correct. <laughs> Um, oh man spider-man miles morales i believed has sold 4.1 million copies since the launch of ps5 and i i think what we should do now after the fact because last summer we had a few discussions about miles morales and expectations for it um a lot of back and forth of like is it going to be worth 70 are they going to position it as a big thing is this a system seller that type of conversation right now with the hindsight of both of us experiencing miles and mainly the success they've had i want to ask the broad question and we can go in on this is the miles morales strategy formerly known as the lost legacy approach something playstation should continue to pursue year in year out mm. And there's a couple ways to look at this because obviously we have a heavy hitter 
that's supposedly still going to hit this year. No reason to think otherwise at the moment, but uh, Horizon Forbidden West presumably is going to be another like full-blown huge sequel to um, Zero Dawn, you know? We can't really fully definitively say it one way or the other because of what little we know about it so far. Um, same goes with God of War Ragnarok. But Miles Morales is a sequel, it's a follow-up to Spider-Man from Insomniac. Smaller in scope, smaller in scale, building what off of what already exists, delivering a really good story, really good characters, great presentation, and fun gameplay mechanics added to the original Spider-Man. And I think we're on the same page where both of us were pleased with that as a, like, depending on how you look at it, full-priced, uh, like, PlayStation-positioned big release. Yes, we were happy with that. I thought you were saying a statement. I know. No, no, no. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, definitely on the same page. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um what i think what made miles rallis so unique and like how we all viewed it very positively is that when you really look at miles rallis it is ultimately spider-man ps4 gameplay but trimmed the fat mm-hmm. that's that's the thing like like we got no bone all meat on miles rallis mm-hmm. you know um so i think that has a lot to do with it obviously we have those venom abilities that really spruce up the gameplay and really added a whole different you know air, there's there was area effect of that there was area of affected area of effect attacks jeez, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff too that was really cool um so that of course has to do with it but i think ultimately like it it trimmed the fat from the original game mm-hmm. with a new character all that great stuff so right. definitely definitely good for sure. and i understand why some people were let down with like the the scope of miles morales i personally wasn't because like you said i i hope spider-man 2 is this long (laughs) like give me a lot of stuff to do for sure but i do think having a tighter overall package is a good thing especially for story-based games you know and if something like a spider-man works where it's like hey insomniac built manhattan and it's a killer manhattan you, like why waste resources on making a better more detailed manhattan where you can expand into like the boroughs or something like that just build off of what's there make a new story because when we go to spider-man yes we're there for combat and traversal which they already nailed um so at this point it's following these versions of those characters right that's that's the hook that i have at least as a big spider-man fan and a big insomniac fan yeah so I guess the first way to look at this is Miles took advantage of that. Do we think that's a uniquely Spider-Man thing? Like, do you think there's a world where a God of War Ragnarok that reuses Midgar, but just fleshes out, like, Muspelheim, or um, some of the smaller areas that we didn't get to see in 2018? Right. Do you think that avenue we'll see the same success that a miles saw yeah that's where it gets tough to answer mm-hmm. right because i think like ultimately my like thesis answer you know is that i think they have to look at this game by game standpoint and like 
ask two questions. One is, can we still offer a great whole experience with this limited scope on this particular IP, right? Number one. And then number two, is there a reason for this, mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel that there was an inherent reason to give us Miles Morales, right? You know, like, we obviously can't assume that he's going to be a, a, a much bigger role in the second game. Um, and you know, why take up, why, why give us like a rushed version of that during the second game when we can give you a fuller experience that does that. And that leaves us room to tell a bigger story with Peter and miles and how it all interplays. Right. Like, I think that, um, that worked out very much in their favor as opposed to the opposite, which would be just giving miles, I don't know, like three or four chapters in the second game and calling it a day, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that was uh, like a necessary thing, but with God of War, it's tough. I think, I think that's where, where things get a little bit tough. Like when we look at other games that could do this, um, I think it worked for uncharted. Right. But now I'm trying to think like, if I was thinking about the prospect of like a lost legacy, would I have been cool with that? And I think ultimately, I think I'd say, yeah. And maybe it'd be cool with God of War too, you know. But uh -huh. I just, I just, I just don't know, you know. I don't know because, like, what? Because I feel like if you try to do it with God of War, I think it'd easily be blown up behind the scenes during development as like, let's just make this a sequel. Like, what are we doing? You know, like, like mm -hmm. that's the thing too. It's hard. Well, and I mean, like, mm -hmm. as far as we're aware, I mean, like, you know. Yeah. Kratos is the only real playable character. Maybe that'll change. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe Atreus gets his own standalone game. Like, is that what Ragnarok is? Mm -hmm. We don't really even know that fully, you know? Right. But So, personally, I think it's a strategy that Sony should pursue. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, because their biggest sell is their first-party story-based games. Like, that's what they do the best. And I, I think you reach a point of, like, this was, was Sean Layden's thing, right? You reach a point of diminishing returns where it's like, hey, you can only make it so much bigger in scope and it's just going to get more and more expensive to do. Where, like, I think specifically with God of War and with Miles, you have the benefit of all the work being front-loaded of making the world and having mm -hmm. it be scalable, right? Because Spider-Man Remastered, yeah, it made the game look really great. Um, and that is reflected in Miles. God of War just got its update as well for PS5. It looks fantastic, by the way. Yeah. It looks fucking great. So, like, they don't need to remake Midgar, you know? They don't. It's there. You can, like, ex like, expand on regions if you want to revisit other areas. You can still keep, like, consistency of that world and revisit it. Those regions just have new character interactions there. Because, like, God of War's combat is really good. God of War's exploration, I think, works well with how the world is laid out. But if you just yeah. put new things to do there and, like, different ways to subvert what you already know about that world, I think that's good enough as a player experience in addition to what would be the selling point of continuing the next chapter of this new God of War story, which is what the sell is probably going to be the way that Miles Morales was like, hey, it's the next installment of Insomniac's Spider-Man. So, like, right. on that level, I don't 
know how much there is to blow up for a God of War Ragnarok. The way that there wasn't much to blow up for Miles Morales, you know? And it was still a substantial game, you know? Yeah, like... Yes. I agree, ultimately, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't, like... Do you think a Lost Legacy, Miles Morales type game would work in the God of War universe starring Kratos? I think it could, depending on the story, yeah. Because if Ragnarok, presumably what we know based on 2018, Ragnarok, or... Ragnarok is the event that happens after Fimble Winter. So, like, I, I could see Ragnarok be, like, a preparation thing and it ends when Ragnarok begins. So, like, that seems more narrative than anything. So I think your idea of, like, making it a Atreus game could be interesting. So that way we have the Atreus experience and by the time of God of War 2, when it's Ragnarok time, uh, we have a fully developed... <laughs> atreus or something you know like oh, that's I, I i do think it can work especially with modern god of war and the reason i would like to see it is because place like i was saying before playstation's main thing is their story-based games and there's diminishing returns and longer development cycles if you're reinventing everything and doing a ground-up remake every time so like use that foundation write a new narrative have the characters there have new like gameplay experiences in places you've been before because it is a world it's not going to drastically change and then get it out faster and just keep that train going you know like it worked like a very different medium but like think of how marvel movies work you know like they have a thing it's not broken and they're able to plug in what works and what they need to continue it on because you go to the marvel movies for like seeing what's the next chapter it's like okay there's these all these other things that are new in addition to that but like that's how they keep it up you know like god of war 2 if it's a full-blown god of war 2 the way we're expecting spider-man 2 to be like end of the day spider-man 2 but like a gap from one to two is probably going to be what four or five years like yeah if you maybe could, yeah. If you can get these things out as a stopgap, you can have a consistent at least once a year. There's a big marquee 10 to 15 hour Sony first party story in a world you already love. And I think if they can make that happen, they'd want to make that happen if it's going to be as successful as Miles was. My thing is that like so Lost Legacy did not star Nathan Drake. Right. Right. Miles Morales did not star Peter Parker. Right, it it Nathan Drake's story is over, so that that's the only point I'll bring up with that. But like with with Spider Man, we see that at least what they've released so far, mm -hmm. right? They don't seem interested in having these, you know, side games, if you will, um, star the main character. Like it, like it seems like they want that main plot to be in the main core experiences. Like we'll get with Spider Man too. Mm -hmm. right as far as we know we got to assume that we're obviously going to tie back to peter's story right right um so that so that's why i don't know if the same could be applied with 
God of War, right? Like, I think it would make sense that they wouldn't want to dedicate the story of Kratos, mm-hmm. right? And, and like, his involvement in this new land and what he is doing now leading up to Ragnarok, dealing with the ramifications of God of War 2018. I don't know if they want to explore that too deeply with Ragnarok. Right. That's that's the only holdup that I have if there was a hypothetical God of War, you know, Miles Rallis type size game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like that's why I say like I think it would star Atreus or would star someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, for like, the sake of this yeah. conversation, we're assuming that Ragnarok isn't two the way Miles Morales isn't two, you know. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very reasonable they could do that still. Like, I could see a world where we do get an Atreus game, you know, considering so much of God of War 2018 was Kratos teaching Atreus. I think giving Atreus a dedicated, like, 8 to 10 hour game to I think, build I up... Think, I think it would work. I yeah, would. I think it could, absolutely. Because, again, there's only so much you can improve on the combat and exploration of God of War. So, like, put those resources into writing and continuing the narrative and making other larger set pieces for a true sequel and then use the resources you have you know because i think the ip of playstation are it's so well known at this point that i i definitely think we'll still get new ip this generation for sure on like a large scale like a days gone horizon i mean it's it's confirmed we're we're getting a new ip from santa monica right you know so I think as an in-between, considering they really don't have many ongoing games for, like, a continued revenue source, like, just take the resources that you put into making a a 35-hour God of War 2, make a 10-hour God of War 1.5, and yeah. then with the time you, you buy yourself doing that, then you can do your 30-hour God of War 2, you know? Like, I think it's a strategy that... Given the success of Miles and Lost Legacy, critically and with Miles sales-wise, I don't know how well Lost Legacy sold. I I think it's something they'll probably continue, and I I can like I can think of natural ways you can apply this to like almost every large Sony first-party game. Yeah, yeah, and and like when you really like think about it, right? You got to imagine the overall return on investment is is way bigger on Miles Morales than spider-man given the same sales figures mm-hmm. right in in comparison right like like you gotta imagine that right like i mean um if you have a kick-ass first game spider-man was mm-hmm. right who played spider-man and and was at least not interested in miles Morales? right yeah you know what i'm saying like so in the same point god of war is the star of the ps4 generation right like who wouldn't be down to play whatever's next from that universe exactly you know yeah exactly yeah 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 so so 100 like there is a a point of like you're probably going to get a bigger return on investment if you're re re using things and and stuff like that and like we've we've seen that players seem to be okay with that you know there yeah. are uh, there are those out there that still say that like oh miles rouse is still like a like a blown up dlc or whatever you know and they like to blow that up people smoke or whatever mm-hmm. um but i think ultimately people did not have that take and have that reaction to spider miles morales you know what i'm saying um 
So I think like, yeah, I mean, as, as, as long as, you know, you add some new flavor to it, we're okay with, you know, at first having a really good pepperoni pizza mm -hmm. and then maybe throwing some peppers on it the yeah. next time, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, just, and then give us the Supreme pizza later on, you know, with the uh, God of War two and really change the dynamic of the crust and everything. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> no yeah. but um but yeah like but in the inverse though right like we've been talking about how like yeah like we're both down with the idea and i do think that sean Layden was right yeah. in a lot of different ways i think that he was right in a lot of different ways i don't think we would have gotten a lost legacy or a miles routes without sean Layden. Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's confirmed if he signed if he like signed off on those things but i don't think that those would exist without him um and now that he's not there hopefully PlayStation has enough reason to see that Miles Rouse is a success that, that that they continue this cadence without Sean Layden. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if a Horizon side game would work. See, that was my next point. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page on that because I don't know if that would work, but go ahead. Go ahead. I agree because I think, again, it's the way we're approaching it is based off the sales figures, based off filling up a release schedule for PlayStation. Like, Horizon came out in 2017, right? Indeed. Uh, Forbidden West presumably is going to be hitting 2021. That's a four-year gap. God of War Ragnarok, three-year gap. Spider-Man Miles Morales compared to uh, Spider-Man, two. Like, I, I think it's reasonable to think some of the larger games, like a Horizon, like... I, they made it a point. Horizon Forbidden West is going to be a different area. You're not reusing that map, right? The way nope. you could with a God of War or a Miles Morales. That justifies a four-year dev cycle, you know? The way that I could see a Days Gone 2 not reuse Oregon, you know? Like, do a new place yeah. in, the, in the U.S. Like, or anywhere, really. Like, I think there are a couple games. Ghost of Tsushima also. Ghost 2, I doubt, takes place on the island of Tsushima. Like, it's probably going to be mainland Japan. Like, right, right. I think there are some Sony IP that you can justify long gaps between. Mostly the ones I just named were the open world games. Where, like, yeah. A Last of Us, An Uncharted, uh, God of War, Spider-Man. Like, they're so much smaller in scope because they focus on these characters, less so the world and you can continue those storylines more frequently i'm not saying annualize but you can see a pattern of like okay 2020 we have the miles morales the 0.5 for spider-man ready 2021 we have the 0.5 for god of war ready 22 we have a new uncharted ready which uncharted in itself is can be like a 0.5 whenever they want to drop it you know like uncharted is kind yeah. of just linear um yeah the year after 2023 it's like okay we got a 0.5 ready for last of us it's about abby next year okay we have a gwen spider one ready like you can get into a rotation where you can have these smaller games i think pretty consistently and within the same year still have a forbidden west a days gone to a ghost to a new ip you know like i think if that's something they can achieve, which looking at all the beloved and good, well-selling IP they have at this point, I think that's a thing they can achieve where they don't need to pursue a persistent multiplayer game or 
a continued revenue stream for something like a a kill zone or what xbox is going to be doing with a halo you know like they have a wide reach and if they can reiterate and do new stuff with already existing work then i think it's probably something they'll pursue especially after miles doing this well yeah yeah like we are definitely on the same page on that so point where we're like um i think what would what works better for a horizon for a days gone for and then like i think the dlc the literal dlc approach where it's like we're not giving you the same pizza and adding something else mm-hmm. we're literally just giving you more pizza like a new right? like we we baked a second one here you go like yes like yeah. we we're literally giving you like a second slice here you go have fun right mm-hmm. that is what we saw with frozen wilds that's right. what i would argue we saw from uh the the left behind dlc mm-hmm. right those are like more closer to the original game obviously than like uh um lost legacy mm-hmm. to a certain degree or um um miles Morales, right like i think the literal dlc could be could achieve the same profits if you will and the same like financial effect upon sony that the 0.5 games would too Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um and probably you're doing less marketing on it you're probably doing less this and that on it you know what i'm saying um because like you don't really need to push anything new mechanically really with it you know Mm -hmm. that it's it's an even smaller scope right Right. but like and probably lower price as well you know what i'm saying and like i think that like that could work well um for sure like i think i think that's what you would do right like with um frozen wilds it was just an area of the same map Mm -hmm. it was just a different portion of it that had this contained dlc they could easily and i'm surprised they didn't do that with days gone partially because days gone too long of a game (laughs) um too long Mm -hmm. too long just full stop but oh i would have loved that they just carved like 15 20 percent of that game i just made a dlc fuck it you know give me give me a side thing to come back to um a year's time after the game comes out or whatever you know what i'm saying um and then they could also do like an ultimate edition a game of the year edition you know include that in there garner more sales off that you know um i think i think that's how they would do that you know and like those games are either the open world games that reusing that map would make no sense right um separate from spider-man you you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, like yeah like Spider-Man's I, I, a different beast yeah I, yeah I think like you can't i know we've been defining sort of these two camps of types of games that they have i like i don't think that means you can count out something like a ghost getting story dlc you know at some point mm-hmm. or um i also don't think it means you can count out god of war never getting a full-blown scale of a sequel right because like spider-man we're presuming like you you led with spider-man 2 is going to be back to pete probably going to have miles as well probably be longer than miles you know because it's going to be the both of them it's going to involve the story they're teasing across these two games the way god of war if ragnarok is like miles and lost legacy We'll be building towards a larger conflict that would be in a God of War two or what I hope it is called Gods of War, um, which could just be cool. And Gods, of War. yeah, you know, like him and him and Atreus, or you know, like I like that. 
I like that. Him and Tier. I don't know. Uh, I I think there's definitely still room for them to do that. It's just look at the PS4 gen. We had some doubled up years. We had some stacked years for releases. With 2018 was God of War and Spider-Man. You know, Horizon in 2017. Also with um. Yeah, there was something else 2017. Was it the, no? It wasn't Days Gone, was it? No, Days Gone was no. Days Gone was twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, Days Gone was twenty eighteen. But there was something else in two thousand seventeen. Was it Detroit? No, Detroit was twenty eighteen. Also, holy shit! God damn. Yeah. But like, you <laughs> see what I mean? Crazy. Like, yeah, they Jesus don't Christ. need to do that. And I think the reason that ended up happening that year is because that's when everything was ready. You know. Yeah. But if we look yeah. back to what Miles did, which is just building off a foundation that it exists it's been you know midgar has been made to look next gen on the ps5 so like there's a foundation there that i i don't see why they wouldn't pursue that if something like miles which is again following up on lost legacy building off something that exists was a success and i do think that's probably the future i have a pitch for ragnarok let's hear it if you want to clip this out clip it out i have a pitch God of War Ragnarok opens. Mm -hmm. We pick up right at the cutscene that we got at the very end of God of War when you go home, mm -hmm. right? You play as Kratos, you fight Odin, you get pummeled, mm -hmm. you get annihilated, right? Kratos is taken by Odin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, wait, well, I guess that wouldn't make sense, like, time-wise, because we need Atreus to be a little bit older. Hmm. I... I wanted to have Kratos and Atreus separated, right? Mm -hmm. You're then playing as Atreus. Mm -hmm. You go to the other realms that were locked off mm -hmm. in the realm table that you couldn't access because I think it said like Odin forbid you or whatever, or like Odin is right. blocking this um, realm. Some reason he's not. Mm -hmm. You do your thing in those. Maybe you're searching for Odin and you're searching for Kratos, mm -hmm. right? That could be the DLC. That could be the side game for Ragnarok. And then we lead to, to God of War 2 or Gods of War. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, probably would be weird to call that game Ragnarok, right? Because that's the thing, too. Like, God of War Ragnarok sounds like God of War 2 to me. See, I don't know if it does because okay, we've seen... Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird because... We, a lot of franchises over the last decade started dropping numbers uh, yeah. and just doing subtitles. So, like, it's hard to differentiate there. But, like, I guarantee you Spider-Man 2 will be called Spider-Man 2, you know? 100%. 100%. Un eventually, Uncharted 5 will be Uncharted 5. If we get an Uncharted subtitle, it's like, okay, that's just a new adventure with a new character and a new thing. Like, oh, I don't... Oh, wait, that's a good point. I don't think we ever get Uncharted 5. I, I think we will, eventually. You know, I think eventually I we know. will. The way, because like I mean, mm -hmm. so, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna go say ahead. the way like Last of Us Part Three. They'll do a Part Three at some point. You know, if they want to do like a Last of Us Abby story or something, like you can do that. But you you're leaving on the table like okay, we can come back to this numbered thing still, and that's like the whole reason behind my question. I think because. If you do like the subtitled games that are the shorter experiences, you just make your fans happy because you're continuing that longer, like 
at a more constant pace than stuff like a cyberpunk or a witcher 4 or yeah elder scroll 6 where it's like you're waiting a a decade in some cases and i don't think considering how well these ip did on ps4 they would just be like okay so five years after 2018 you're gonna get your sequels to spider-man god of war days gone a new like quantic dream game like i don't see that being the path when there's such a proven success behind something like a lost legacy or miles yeah, I think ultimately the fans and the industry, and I feel like we we're we're turning this corner, um, and a lot of us are being okay with this and, and preferring this. Mm-hmm. Is that we're gonna have to scale down the games at some point? Yeah, right. Like if we want the cadence that PS3 games release, which I wasn't paying too close to PS3 in terms of exclusives. Um, but I do know just from looking to it just in the past and everything that first party games were, were, were quicker to pump out during the PS3 era than the PS4 era. Right. Right. And I think that in order for us to get back to that PS3 state, we need to be okay with having this sidestep. Right. And like, I think this is the way to do it. Honestly, like I don't want all games to scale it down i don't want to you know never not get a very very full and complete story arc like god of war was you know what i'm saying like i don't want to never ever get that mm-hmm. but i do at the same time would like more god of war yeah and want to exist in that world so having these side games that are limited in scale i think is the perfect way to do it where i don't know if it's a means of like you know for the first two or three years of development on god of war we'll say two right if Ragnarok is like a side game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the first two or three years of uh, God of War 2, right? You have half of the dev team and pre-pro and early development on that, maybe getting motion cap BO done. And then once God of War Ragnarok is done and you have the other side of the team building off the backbone of God of War mm-hmm. and bringing that out and putting that out, then we go full force on God of War 2 to finish it off. Right. You know, like, if if that's the model that, that they're using and they're doing, I think that is going to be the best way possible because, like you said before, we're going to buy it. <laughs> like, yeah. we're going to buy it. Yeah. We like, are going to buy it, you know? Even what you mentioned about, like, hoping that you'd still be able to get a full, satisfying experience like God of War 2018, like, I mean, I feel this way at least. I'm. I was just as satisfied beating and seeing through Miles Morales that I was with Spider-Man. You know, and it's like slightly different types of games, but like, I if they want to make a ten-hour God of War game, sure, please, I'd probably love it. You know, like it's. It's not to say you can't have a sequel that's a larger experience. The way that, again, there's a lot of presumptions based on the the track records of PlayStation over the past few years we're assuming spider-man 2 will be larger than miles in scope so like i don't think if ragnarok is a 0.5 game the way miles or lost legacy is that means god of war 2 never happens and then we just get side games i don't think that's the case at all the same way and i know that's not what you're saying but i think to to quell that fear like i think 
full-blown sequels aren't off the table if we do side games or miles or lost legacies you know i think we'll start to get them for more of the series that it makes sense to do them for at a quicker rate but i do think they will be stop gaps between full-blown sequels the way that if we get a spider-man 3 we either will have a miles morales 2 in between or we'll have a spider gwen game or something like that you know like Ah. Yeah. It makes sense. I, I think that's a likely path if that's how this generation unfolds for them to get consistent Sony first party stuff out there. I, I don't see why they wouldn't pursue that. And I'd personally be stoked to see that. You know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like, you know, the scale of games, the cost of games has just been kind of inclined throughout mm-hmm. the PS4 generation, mm-hmm. right? Like, they've gotten bigger they've gotten more expensive and also on that uphill trajectory it's the development time as well is the amount of time that we are waiting in between these games has gone up mm-hmm. i think having this stair step where you know we probably have like a similar look between like god war one and and, and god war two but having that in between mm-hmm. is 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 gonna make it not feel as long you know exactly yeah um yeah which i I I think it's a move to go, definitely. I agree. Plus, I think there's a reason why that we could probably apply to this as well. Maybe it just happens to make sense, but like there's a reason that PlayStation and Sony before this gen started up were like, hey, fifty to seventy, case by case. We'll see what happens. You know? Yes. That's a big thing that we haven't talked about yet either. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like those of... those in between are not seventy dollar games. Exactly. Yeah. Like Spider Man yeah. Two will be seventy dollars. Ma- Miles was with an asterisk because it included stuff. You know, you could still buy that for fifty. God of War Ragnarok, if it's fifty bucks, sure. If Horizon Two is seventy, I'm not surprised. You know, like I th- there's yeah. a pattern you can get out of this, and it makes sense. For some games more than it does for others but considering ps4 was a generation of like hit after hit after hit this is how they can continue that and it's proven to be successful miles you know sure yeah. it was a launch game people buy anything at launch but i think it's not out of the question to see this being the path they take over the next like seven years yeah yeah like bottom line like i've kicked around the idea of like writing a piece and like really just it's funny because like the topic is essentially like what i, I want to write about but like mm-hmm. sean Layden was right oh absolutely yeah sean Layden was 100 percent right 100 mm-hmm. percent right you know it's a shame that he's not a politician anymore because <laughs> he was right 100 percent. i just hope that you know if sean Layden's words were not enough to make PlayStation keep doing this. I hope that the success of Miles Morales and they're a business. Mm-hmm. They speak in a very uh you know fiscal language, right? Um I hope that they see that the return on investment on these games and the overall reception was very positive on Miles Morales. That 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 that's enough at least to keep doing this if Sean Land's word is not enough. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's where I said yeah like definitely this should be the way that um that playstation goes i don't know if it works for um you know everything for like every sect of gaming you know i mean nintendo they just you know they just do what they do and they're always going to be killing it so it is what it is there um 
you know, Xbox with Game Pass is they're doing well right now um, during this early gen of series and everything. So mm-hmm. let's see how that goes in the future. Um, but I think this should be a PlayStation's MO moving forward. I think this is how you you take what you did with PS4 and up the ante. You know, exactly. I really think that this is I, I really think that this is the way forward. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Re- yeah. Yeah. I like and it. I'll compare it again. Marvel Studios. You get an mm-hmm. Avengers movie once in a while. Those are the full blown mm-hmm. sequels, you know. Pepper the stuff in between. They're not bad. They're just different, smaller scale conflicts. Like I think there's a reason for that success that I think with the swath of IP that PlayStation has you it would seem like a waste of potential to not continue that and just be like okay yeah just wait a few more years you'll get your next thing just wait you yeah. know like i don't know if especially if they want to continue that ps4 trajectory that was still going up by the time they announced ps5 for like console sales like just ride that out i feel like it makes too much sense but we'll... yeah and like what was interesting you know going back and playing through ratchet and playing quest for booty and I think a similar story is told with Into the Nexus, right? Uh, which I mean, I hope Into Nexus is not a one-to-one like Quest for Booty because oh, no, I think Quest for Booty is longer. Okay, that's Much like longer. I think. I mean, not even really length, just just like what you're doing in the game, because I feel mm-hmm. like Quest for Booty. Ultimately, I think could have not existed <laughs> you know what I'm saying like low key like low key mm-hmm. like I feel like that game like didn't. It just it just wasn't it wasn't the one like maybe it's different in context like if i have played um tools of destruction when it first came out and then however long that wait was to get question booty maybe i would have been more satisfied at that point mm-hmm. being in the moment maybe and maybe I had a better outlook on it overall but um question booty feels like it it feels like deleted content from tools right you know um so that's what i would not want to see obviously you know like i think i think i think that's probably the worst example we have of like a side game mm-hmm. and how it's and, and like how it does you know yeah ultimately. to me to me that's why i always thought the future trilogy was weird because like that to me is dlc it's not really anything else it's, it's dlc 100 the way yeah, that yeah, like 100%. frozen wild like i look at that the way that you pitched frozen wilds earlier it's like hey new stuff reusing the same stuff have some fun See you later. Like, that's really how I look at it, you know? Yeah, which, I mean, the Frozen Wilds was great. I exactly, like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just the way to go back to the horizon. Yeah, yeah. But. You're right. Yeah. Like, if if uh, Frozen Wilds was, like, a standalone thing, mm-hmm. I think that's where the problem would occur. You're right. Like, if those things can be blended into the game, mm-hmm. and it'd be successful, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah uh look forward to whatever happens with all of this stuff uh i'm sure tomorrow it's gonna be like oh god of war 2 is actually god of war 2 you know or something like that but, <laughs> um i'm curious to see how this gen goes uh on this front because it seems like the natural evolution after the constant fire of last gen but uh we'll have to wait and see so until then kevin where can everybody find you <clears throat> Kev, for real? You gotta pitch your stuff and you already have a come on man. YouTube.com says plays in source. Um you can check out my Hebroxia 2 review as well as the Raiden review on Borderline Entertainment. 
huge thanks to everyone involved that that made that happen um i'm on dude a fucking quote i wrote is on marketing material i saw that that's awesome that's dope mm-hmm. like that is fire <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so um cool stuff there um plenty of destruction all stars content on the channel as well if you're new to the game did a quick overview um off the state of play that went into different things that i think will be useful to new players and some things that they didn't say on the state of play that i saw in the gameplay so mm-hmm. definitely check that out um probably more content up there as well new ps now games save slot this weekend as well um oh uh metal gear solid of course we're finishing that this week that'll be up on the playlist on the channel and of course you can hear my thoughts on that on long play club on monday on youtube.com says joy clicks mm-hmm. and twitter at ps source vids and yeah all the uh all that all that good stuff i think i think that's it i'm not sure if i'm gonna start what do you think christian do you mm-hmm. think i should start a crack in time on thursday or should i wait until next week and we get to binge it three days in a row you know that's i think i question. might wait i think because i don't want to like tease myself like i don't want to just like play on thursday and then wait all the way till tuesday mm-hmm. you know yeah. but then again we are waiting till tuesday I I think you could probably see the pitch of the game on Thursday, sit with it, and then just probably beat the game in the bang 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 next week. It's a good point. It's a good point. You know so. what? We we might just do that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And it whatever already happened as of this uploading. So yeah, exactly. Oh well. Uh, it is what it is. All my stuff: Chun Two D Two, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, linked in the description. Um, this show is available at youtube.com slash joyclicks alongside all of our podcasts broken up into different playlists like Kevin mentioned the long play club it's our book club show for video games we're going through Metal Gear Solid right now Metal Gear Solid 2 is next up so look forward to that Um, uh, this show is also available on audio format if you prefer podcast forms Uh, on your favorite podcast service just look up joyclicks joyclicks gamescast you'll see probably all of our shows including this one uh, if you enjoy the episode, be sure to give it a review rating if you can on your platform. Spotify, you can't do that for some reason. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I do not understand how Spotify works for, like, um, recommended shows the way that Apple's like, oh, it got reviews? Recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But regardless, yeah. it helps the show out. Um, and if you want to get involved further, patreon.com slash joyclicks. Uh, one and five dollar tiers five dollar tier gets you producer credit on all of our podcasts like chris sakas so thank you very much and uh yeah that's gonna do it for this week's games cast next week is another week we'll see what happens with some of these uh game anniversaries we'll see what happens with some of these announcements hopefully there's some exciting new games to talk about next week and i feel like there might be i don't know why i just have a feeling Listen, there was that rumor that there was a FS7 remake PS5 patch being announced in February. If that, oh god, dude, I would die. I would die. Mm-hmm. I would die. I would just simply die. You know. So we'll have to wait and see. But until then, it's pizza time. It's pizza time. Hey.